0: It's time for East Coast Hustle with your host, Reba Magulik. Brought to you by GovTech, your government technology insurance company. Check them out at govtechinsurance.com. And by Accelerate Solutions, providing enterprise security, digital transformation, and strategic consulting.
1: Hi, I'm Reba Magulik, and welcome to this episode of East Coast Hustle. In today's show, we tackle a slightly different topic, and that is the issue of addiction. When you hustle, you're often addicted to your work itself. However, nearly all of us adopt some minor form of addiction. Sugar, caffeine, overeating, even overexercising are just the start for many of us. Our guests today have taken a highly creative approach to all things addiction. Alex Kaplan is the co-founding executive director and chief vision officer of his company of Substance. Having survived addiction Alex considers himself living proof that by changing your relationship with the struggle you can build the life that you envision. Now he supports others in doing the same. Wait till you see what he's doing with real original movies. Martha Carucci joins us after once having had several drinks and then falling down a steep flight of concrete stairs, literally, thank goodness she's okay and with us today. She's now on a mission and that's to give anyone who desires the experience to go public about their challenge with sobriety. Today she brings two bestsellers with her, Sobrieties and sobrieties to Make it a Double alex martha thank you guys for being here it is a tremendous honor to have you on our show today um i am not going to do a lot of talking today i really want to hear from you what you have to say is so profound the experiences the ideas your innovative approach in what i believe might be a saturated space substance abuse there are so many books out there I'm dying to hear about how your approach was unique, and the common theme, as I always tell our guests, is the hustle. It's a hustle. It It takes a specific brand of person to be able to go up against the odds and deliver something new in an innovative and fresh voice with a mission behind it, the impact. So uh, over to you guys, I wanna hear from you. Alex, uh, how did you even come up with this
0: idea? Oh man, okay, hi. Thanks for having me. This of course, is crazy. I can't believe I'm here. Um, so uh, I I'm sober, and that was my own struggle uh, personally. And uh, and I was working as a producer in the Philly area, and uh, I was making a short film with a new friend. And in making that short film, we found out we both struggled with addiction. And we're falling off the wagon together. Oh my! And so we'd go drinking at bars together, and we were talking about how this was a very this would make a really great short film. This is a very honest and genuine peek inside, like, what it's like. You and
1: mean while you were in the midst of it?
0: While we were just drinking at the bar. Wow. And so Brian was like, this, this is a good idea. We, we should do this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're out of your mind. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm not making more short films. Short films are the best product that have no market and no ROI. They cost so much money. They take so many resources and do favors they? and time. And they, ha- they go nowhere. They do nothing. So they're like an, an expensive calling card for a cinematographer or a director or a writer to then show at a film festival. Like an expensive make- resume? Exactly. So people can see your work and a demo of your work and they may- might hire you to okay. make a feature. Okay. It's, it's so stupid it's (laughs) it's such a silly thing and so i'm like i'm not doing this Uh, and so after six weeks of back and forth just like that'd be another good one about addiction that'd be another good one brian was finally like okay hear me out what if there was a channel like a youtube channel right uh with a growing collection of short films about this i was Mm -hmm. like okay this is interesting so we come up with rules and we're like each film has to be as high in quality Mm -hmm. entertaining and immersive as mm-hmm. it is, challenging, authentic, and insightful on some perspective of addiction. Okay. And so we start to realize that, like this, this place, this channel, this platform, this YouTube, becomes this, this, this digitally accessible, like instantaneously accessible place where I can go when I'm feeling like lonely. Like a
1: community, almost.
0: Almost, but like even before that, we're getting there. But before that, it's just like, I'm having troubles. I'm feeling lesser. I'm feeling Mm -hmm. like I'm having urges, and I'm at work, and people are going out for drinks. I can go to Of Substance and watch a four-minute comedy Mm -hmm. that immerses me and helps me feel... Seen, heard and loved mm-hmm. and recognize that I'm good, feel empowered, go back to work. Yes. Right? After enjoying it. And so that's the idea of the tool. Okay. And so that was the beginning of everything and yeah. now we're going far beyond it.
1: But it's kind of interesting that you chose comedy because d- did you feel a little bit like, ah, oh, this is... We're poking fun at a very serious issue here. Like what's the graceful tactful way to go about that?
0: It's just tricky, right? Yeah. And that's that's the trickiest one. It's just more comedies about it. But okay. it's really like movies so often we use struggles, we use mental health struggles, mm-hmm. disorders, we use addiction mm-hmm. as a plot point mm-hmm. instead of just um just an affect of a character Mm -hmm. and so if we're able to just mention that this person struggles with something and then go deeper inside their humanity Mm -hmm. we get to look beyond that superficial issue mm-hmm. that seems like it keeps us from relating and see where we do relate underneath in that shame in that fear yes. of not belonging in that loneliness and that in that in that fear of not being good enough
1: so before i ask you more about your personal stories because we really want to hear about this let's cut for a moment to the video i want i want the audience to see your movie <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Oh. oh, I'm so sorry, I, I,
2: I gotta get back to the office I'm already late
1: um, I was thinking about stopping home tomorrow
2: Yes, oh mom and dad would love to see you They won't believe it In a good way you
1: No, know, I, mean, I know, I got it, don't uh, worry
2: But this was great, it's so good to see you, Ames You look great, you sound great I can't even begin to tell you I know,
0: thanks Matt Amy, I'm so proud of you how far you've come? I can't even imagine how hard Thank it you. must be.
2: Ah, you look so good. Can we do this again? Asap. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Get out of here.
0: All right. Okay. Bye. Let's chat this yes, week, yes, and we'll go. set something. Okay. Go. <laughs> All right. All
2: right. Bye. 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 Yeah. Redemption at the end of this pen, like the soft, slow redemption at the bottom of my gin. Spare the twisted, if you spare the
0: Tights are backwards. You better change course fast.
2: A quick dry watch keeps a clean glass where a holy
0: rolling ocean needs a solid sail.
1: That was powerful. Thanks. That was powerful. How in the world did you come up with this
0: idea? Somebody just asked me that. I don't I don't have a clue. I don't, I don't remember. We were just like, we realized we needed to make some films as a proof of concept. And we Mm -hmm. were just creating and we were just getting creative and coming up with new ideas for development, and we were trying to keep it as simple as possible. It's like We're, we're really scrappy filmmakers, so it's just like, what can we do with what we got from where we're at, right? And mm-hmm. so we made half a million dollars worth of film in eight months for $5,000. Oh my. And that's, that's the biggest thing about what we're doing, but yeah. like this was, we were looking at the pieces that were just like astonishing, that only needed a couple of camera setups and didn't need a lot of things.
2: And the and quality so, is amazing of all your films. And you. I just want to say that when I first saw Trapped and you and I had a conversation about it, I. Um, I said, Alex, this is so triggering. As an alcoholic, this was really hard for me to watch. And I knew from the minute that the brother left the scene, I knew she was gonna go by a bar, like and I felt the goosebumps and that I was chills. like, Oh, please don't and I'm sitting there just struggling internally, wow. knowing that feeling of yes. being pulled by the bottles and being, you know, drawn to this beautiful bar that's all the bottles are perfectly lit. And I'm sitting there watching it going, please don't, please don't. And then yes. she keeps turning and hitting this wall. She and so Alex and I had a conversation. I said, Alex, this is really triggering for an alcoholic or an mm-hmm. addict. And he said, I know, you know, that's, that's what I was the going point. For. Mm-hmm. I, I Want to bring these really powerful short films to people, and the quality is amazing, as I said. Um, but it's it's really important, I think, too, for other people who don't understand it. Yes, they're given a glimpse into how difficult alcoholism and addiction and mental health issues can be. Yes, through the eyes of people who are able to tell the story in mm-hmm. a really great way. So
1: because you were personally affected by it. Yes. Um, Martha, can you, for our audience, could you talk about your personal addiction story.
2: Sure. And I love, Reba, what you said that, you know, what what sets us apart. And I Mm -hmm. think I just have an immense amount of respect for Alex. And I really appreciate that you're having us on the show today. Because, yeah, there are a lot of people out there who are Mm -hmm. telling their stories. Uh, I'm sure you've seen right now, there's an article in Forbes about, um, you know, it's like a multi-billion dollar industry now, this whole non-alcoholic or alcoholic free. Yeah. Yeah. There are dry bars popping up all over the country. Um, You know, mocktails. And uh, I have a friend who opened one recently, and she just can't keep product on her shelf. Really? Yeah. This is a good thing, though. It's great because. uh, You know, those of us who are tired of going out and having a big night out and having like club soda with lime. And if you're really crazy, you add like a lemon that night, you know? (laughs) Um, But one of the most powerful stories that I tell in my Mm. recovery is, and, you know, I got to say, God willing, May 28th, I left 10 years. Oh, Um, Congratulations. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so yeah. I mean, I, I'm your your average suburban mom, but like you said, yeah. uh, there's that quality of the hustle, and I've yes. always had that. I yes. was always driven. I was a lobbyist for many years in D.C. and wow. telecom world. I run a foundation here in old in Alexandria that helps uh, women who are battling breast cancer. Wow. I do some a lot of writing and speaking and. I, you know, I keep moving, I keep hustling like you guys, Good. and um, awesome. it's given me a wonderful platform to share my story, and I like to say that I struggle out loud so that people <laughs> who are suffering silently know that there's help, you know, so that we can help that person who's out there and says, you know, she doesn't look like the alcoholic I picture, which right. is the bum living under the bridge drinking out of a brown paper bag. She looks like She me. looks like a mom yes. that I see at a PTA meeting. and. To make it more relatable, but um, and you've heard this story, sorry, but about when I was about seven years sober, mm-hmm. I went to a work dinner in mm-hmm. the D.C. area, and uh, it was Christmas time, and all the people there there were like ten of us, my boss and and some other and the staff and. Uh, They knew that I don't drink, and um, I was really excited because this restaurant had a pretty extensive list of mocktails, of non-alcoholic drinks. So the waiter came, I ordered one, he brought it, everyone was drinking their Cosmos and martinis, and uh, I was happy to have something of my own that was festive. So we drank that, talked, it was good, and he came around and said, you guys ready for another round of drinks? I said, yeah, You know, they ordered another Cosmo, another martini, and I said, I want to try a different drink on the non-alcoholic menu, on the, on the mocktail menu. And I was like, I want to try this one you know with peach juice or whatever. And he goes, OK, do you want that without alcohol? And I said, yes. And he said, because the first one I brought you had alcohol in it. And that's exactly no. what happens every time I tell the story and when I speak to groups. And that's the reaction. What was your reaction? My heart stopped. And I said, just no. Like, it could not have had alcohol in it. I ordered it from the non-alcoholic drink. He goes, Well, yeah, but it had alcohol in it. What? And the friends around me that knew were really uncomfortable. And what felt like, you know, 20 minutes was probably 10 seconds. And he said, I'm just kidding.
1: Oh, that is not funny. And
2: I that oh. is not funny. Wanted to throw out a string of expletives. Um How could- I calmed down, I said, you know what, that's not funny. And I walked outside and I made a phone call came back in and I decided that the next day I called the restaurant and I asked to speak to the manager. I explained to him the situation, told him mm-hmm. who I was, told him about everything. I said, look, if you offer people non-alcoholic options at a restaurant, at a, wherever, you don't know whether they're ordering them because they are allergic to alcohol, they're on medication, they're pregnant, yes. they have religious beliefs that prevent them from drinking alcohol, right. they're the designated driver, or they're like me, and they're in recovery. Yeah. Um, and he said, Martha, I want to thank you, first of all, for handling it like this and calling me personally. I have 13 years of sobriety. No. I know what you're yeah. saying. This you know, I know the waiter you're talking about. I'm not just gonna talk to him, I'm gonna talk to my whole staff. This isn't something you joke about. Huh. So I share that story because part of what mm-hmm. I wanna see and I think what Alex is accomplishing in his films is that the rest of the world needs to be engaged in this conversation about mm. mental illness about addiction about alcoholism and you know i took some flack and i still do for sharing my story openly mm-hmm. um, my books are called Sobrieties, and you mentioned the humor part and mm-hmm. when people ask me in interviews you know why the teas, why the humor and i say because there were enough tears there were a lot of tears through oh, the through the yeah. dark times of my drinking right and um i can either go forward with finding the silver linings and the joy and try to help others yeah or i can stay stuck in the dark and the you know disease the mental illness and addiction and alcoholism are scary dark places to be
0: We'll be back with more East Coast Hustle with your host Reba Magula after this brief timeout.
1: For all of my friends in the government contracting business, I wanna tell you about a company I know well, led by one of our guests on East Coast Hustle, Kevin Fitzpatrick at GovTech. Kevin and his team are experts in liability issues that face the GovCon industry.
0: The East Coast Hustle with your host, Reba Magula, and today's special guest, Alex Kaplan and Martha Kalou.
1: Being from this area, Martha, I think you can appreciate one of the things that I always struggle with is um finding people who can authentically tell their story. Mm -hmm. Because this is DC. Oh yeah, This is politics central. This is about, hey, look at my resume. Look at the car that I drive. I can't show you that I failed. I can't show you my struggles. It really takes somebody special. And I I commend you both. I mean, A, it's hard enough just to get yourself turned around. This is a real struggle. But then to take it a step further and say, now I'm going to help others and be creative about them. And tell tell me more about that.
0: So, uh I think that beyond no, to to support what Martha's saying uh with regard to comedy mm-hmm. and humor, mm-hmm. right? It's it's really about how how can we help others listen differently, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And so if if we just keep telling sob stories, it gets exhausting and becomes just you know, white noise, exactly. and, and it's just in with like
1: everything else out there. right? Yeah,
0: but okay. I, I actually I approach uh, addiction recovery uh, a lot differently. Where I, I honestly I got sober in a very progressive, unique group. Okay. Where we don't use the words recovery or relapse, and we don't count days. Okay. And in that room, it's not about learning to get or stay sober. It's about learning to consistently improve the quality of your life. Mm-hmm. And so what I learned in that room was that it's It's not about learning how not to fall. It's about learning how to pick yourself up better and Mm -hmm. better each time, which is the lesson of life, right? right? But also that my issue is far less about using substances than it is about why I Mm use substances. Mm -hmm. It's about shame. It's about a fear of not belonging, and it's about a fear of not being good enough. I see. None of which is unique to addiction, all of which is just part of being a person. So what we do, Trapped, that film, Mm -hmm. uh, I... Yes, it's about uh, offering people who don't struggle with addiction, alcoholism, like uh, a moment to step into the shoes of somebody who does Mm -hmm. for perspective. But also, I use that film with, entrepreneur groups for support where we talk about yeah. imposter syndrome. Oh yeah. Oh
1: yes. Perfect. Because, can, you, can you elaborate on that please? Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Because like trapped is not, movies are never about what they seem to be about. They're not about the circumstance. They're not about mm-hmm. the Avengers fighting Thanos, <laughs> right?
1: It's good versus evil. <laughs> right.
0: But it's always about, and this is what's so magical about movies is they create this inescapable emotional experience, yes. which is how we best learn and create that intrinsic motivation to change and grow. Mm-hmm. And so they're Always about our universally relatable human emotional journeys regarding mm-hmm. shame, overcoming adversity, trying and failing over and over, feeling stuck, feeling hopeless, mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. hopeful. You know, relationships, connection, isolation. That's what movies are about. Right. And so, but that's that's what all of our struggles are about. Right. Whether you struggle with bipolar disorder, have mm-hmm. a kid who's autistic, or you're. Or, or you're struggling with addiction. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all just kind of lonely, and you feel,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you feel like nobody understands. So, what we're working to do with movies, using humor, using immersion, like, it, it allows people to drop that guard, drop that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: go beyond the intellectual engagement of it, so right. that we can engage emotionally, so that I can feel it. I can feel the experience, and I can empathize and, and develop compassion around it.
2: And can I make a plug for another one of his films, talking about relationships and, and kind of universal you know topics that are understandable by everyone, whether or not you're suffering from alcoholism or addiction. But one of my favorite films of Alex's, um, and I really hope everyone goes to the website of substance.org to see there, it, is yes. um, called First Date, and it's starring Alex and his lovely wife. And it's just so relatable because you see these two people very nervous, getting ready for this, you know, first date, and and Alex is like sweating and you know eating chocolate and nervous, and, and Katie. Is, is getting ready for that but um it's just a great explanation of the human experience of being nervous being scared mm-hmm. being like how do you relate to people it for me you know it has the alcohol component and in that film in just a few short minutes these two people who are really afraid of how are they going to tell the other person on this first date that they don't drink and there's a bottle of wine sitting there oh my. and the way that they both realize that they are in the, you know in recovery or, or not drinking is just really clever and you watch it so there's a lot of emotion to that one too but it's funny but yet it's deep and I just love the way you do your films. So. Thank
0: you, Martha. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for ruining the ending for everybody who hasn't okay, seen that. Okay, cut
2: that. got that. that. Cut, yes, so no, it's totally cut that. No, totally kidding.
0: It's still great to watch.
2: <laughs> I did ruin the ending.
0: But no, like that's that's the thing though is it's just like everything's just relatable It's yes. just like. It's about reframing struggle, right? Okay. That's what we're working on. It's mm-hmm. just reframing how, how even though our, our struggles look different, underlyingly, they're all, we're all quite similar. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have, the story looks different, but underneath it's all kind of the same, you know? Yeah, um,
1: there, there's, um, this reminds me of, I won't name the name, but there's a very well-known person in the GovCon uh, community, very well-respected, who sadly, I think it's been two years ago, took his own life. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, it was just so hard. Like you would never have imagined the struggles that he was going through. He's very public figure, yeah. everybody knew him, mm-hmm. everybody loved him. And I thought about it and I'm like, I never knew. Like if I had known, why didn't I call him? Yeah. Why didn't I reach out? Why didn't I help? Mm-hmm. And it just, it's like you said, the shame. And I think mm-hmm. particularly, I'd like to ask you guys for, those type of successful driven entrepreneurs, business leaders, government leaders who are silently going through this. And, and let's be honest, I don't really feel that there's like a huge supportive community all the time, or you don't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm, yeah. two, two questions for you. One, what would you tell the folks out there who are watching this now, who are going through that? And two, what would you say to... Friends,
2: people like us, mm-hmm. what could we do to help them out? Can I take this quick first? Because it was before I forget my train of thought, I had this conversation with a friend recently, a very successful woman, and um, it's along the lines of the hustle that you're talking about, is mm-hmm. that the people who hustle and the people who are very successful, mm-hmm. I think, and the people who really try to help others, Sometimes they get confused that thinking that if we show our own emotional struggle or Mm -hmm. um, that we're having a hard time, that we're weak. But yet, I feel that by me sharing my struggle, it helps people more than me acting like, oh, I'm I'm perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, the people who are suffering in silence and those overachievers and those Mm -hmm. really successful people that are afraid to Mm -hmm. show their their real um their real struggle and suffering, uh I, they just they're human, you know? Mm-hmm. And and for me what I found is that there's help out there for whatever and mm-hmm. whether it's mental illness, you know, I brought Alex in to do a screening of his films last summer? I don't know. November. November. Close. <laughs> um, and, <Hot> flies. <laughs> You know, we showed a few fil- films and we had a great audience and there was a woman who who raised her hand and said this I can really relate to because I suffer from eating disorders and mm-hmm. she's outspoken about it too to try to help others. Um, and I love that she was thinking and I know that you guys are and I'll let you talk to it but talk about it but the you know expanding this platform for mm-hmm. many other things like PTSD and other types of you know mental illness but mm-hmm. I hate that people are, struggling so much, and the suicide rate. I've lost friends to suicide. Oh my. My, my son lost a good friend to suicide last summer. Um, I just, I just wish people would know that like, there's help out there mm-hmm. and to, to let their own guard down and realize we're all human, yes. we're all struggling, we're all in this together, Absolutely. And, and reach out.
0: Of Substance is an innovative nonprofit where we're revolutionizing prevention, education, treatment, and support for addiction, mental health, and trauma, but through movies. Mm-hmm. And so we're creating the movies as tools, the, um, the clinical guides, and, and other accompanying mm-hmm. uh, support tools but also we offer live experiences, keynotes and workshops that we can take to high schools, to universities. We do at fraternities and sororities on campuses, but also we do trainings in corporations and at churches and synagogues and mosques. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's an immersive multimedia experience where we just will show trapped and then we create this very vulnerable space where strangers and friends alike speak about things that we don't usually speak about and it just creates this wonderful healing space where we're moving the needle forward Mm -hmm. on overcoming stigma and lowering shame and improving mindset for everyone. We'll be back with more East Coast Hustle with your host Reba Magulik after this brief timeout.
1: On this show, I never promote executive leaders and companies that I don't know well. My friends and colleagues at Accelerate Solutions are truly gifted experts across the company's three service areas, enterprise security, digital transformation, and strategic consulting. Accelerate optimizes efficiency and effectiveness and enhances the security of America's physical and cyber infrastructure as well as personnel. Agencies as large, complex, and important as the FBI depend on Accelerate. To learn more, Visit acceleratesolutions.com. That's X C E L E R A T E Solutions.com.
0: Now back to East Coast Hustle with your host, Reba Magula, and today's special guest, Alex Kaplan and Martha Carucci.
1: So Martha, tell us and you too, Alex, if I'm somebody out there and I want to engage with Either of you, both of you. What's the best way for me to do that?
2: I think you know. For me, I, I, I have two books. They're they're out there on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you name it. Um, I have a blog, and uh, I'm really excited because I'm working on some great speaking events that I've been mm-hmm. doing. Um, I'm Here, working let's, on. Let's see these. Working on a TED Talk, ah. um, and the idea is much more universal and broad than just alcoholism and addiction. It's about the power of choice in our lives and I call the talk the sobering power of choice. So it's really relatable to everyone because everyone wakes up every day and is faced by choices and some of those choices are life altering. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just about, you know, Taking back your own power. For me, I gave up my power to alcohol for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And taking back the power and realizing that sometimes in our life, having a choice at all is a gift. Oh, and yes. um, sometimes, you know, we want to criticize someone or look at them and be like, how can they be doing this? Well, you don't necessarily know whether they had a choice at all uh-huh. or whether they, you know, the choice that they went with was the lesser of two evils um, so it's really about understanding, taking our power back mm-hmm. making how do we put ourselves in the best mental mind fra- frame, set frame of mind mm-hmm. um, in the best you know, state to make the right choice for us mm-hmm. uh, so I'm really excited about that. I, I hope people will buy the books I've had many people say whether they're alcoholics or not that it's helped them they've laughed, they've cried and, and you know I hope they find something relatable in them. This is amazing. Thank, Thank you. you
1: for the work that you've done. I would like to ask each of you. Well, actually, no, Alex. Let's ha- have you answer the question too. If I wanted to engage with you, how how would I do so?
0: We have so many ways to engage. with okay. us. So we're we're a nonprofit. Okay. And uh, and the way that we make our films is by engaging uh, film professionals as well as non film professionals mm-hmm. in coming together to connect and work on projects that we know will help others in the future. Okay. And so we make our films through volunteerism while we also collect our stories. Mm. Our vision is a growing collection mm. of films from different perspectives, celebrating our diversities and, and how different we are, but how, how similar we are, yes. right? And so uh, we're looking for, I like to think of us more as story facilitators than storytellers. At this point, because really what we're looking mm-hmm. for is we're looking for you to watch Trapped in Treatment in School at home and share your story with us. Right. And submit it to us and inspire our next short film. And we want to include you in the making in turning your short your story into our next five minute rom com. Cool. So mm-hmm. we're looking for stories. We want you to feel seen and we want you to feel like you can tell your story and your story has value and worth because mm-hmm. whether it's hard or it's fun or it's a comedy it doesn't really matter because it will click with other people so mm-hmm. come to or visit of mm-hmm. where you can sign up for a free account and watch all of our films but also if you are a treatment professional if you are a professional therapist or a facilitator we are building clinical guides programs and curriculums to help you use our films uh, with your clients and patients to enhance and expedite your outcomes. So I'm gonna
2: get that waiter to be in one of the films who made oh. the bad that joke, was an amazing and we story. can all like pour drinks over his head.
0: Well, that sounds shaming. <laughs> That sounds like it's right in line with it our It sounds mission. like
1: comedy to me. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I, I think, thought comedy I was think OK. So, so a couple of things. Martha, yes. one more time please, your website.
2: So you'll be able to find my blog, my books, my speaking events, dates, TED Talk, everything um, on MarthaCarucci.org. Boom. Boom. Beautiful. Mic drop.
1: Now, uh, I know this is probably going to be a long story, but if you guys could just kind of synopsize it for us as best as you can. Because I think what people really want to know is, yes, this is wonderful, but when did you even realize that point, I'm an addicted person, I need help. Was it a catalyst from the outside? Was it a friend? Did you realize it yourself? Go, Alex.
0: Oh, whoa, okay. (laughs) I'm
1: putting you on the spot. All right. Hot seat.
0: Raised wealthy in Philadelphia. Dad passes away at 23. Find out the same day that I give his eulogy that we're tens of millions of dollars in debt. Not because of anything criminal, just oh bad my things. Gosh. I lose everything that gives me context with the way I relate to the world and I'm terrified. I start drinking and doing a lot of cocaine very heavily <sighs> for four years to a point of just like should have killed 16 horses with what I was doing.
1: Oh my.
0: And the one person who I needed to hear, say so the right thing at the right time, say so the right thing at the right time. And my best friend called me while I was locked in an apartment, hiding knives in the couches and the cabinets just in case like the government and the ninjas broke in because oh. I was so They're paranoid yeah. that uh, he was always calling to get me to come out for a movie or something just to help.
1: God bless him.
0: I made something up again, and finally he was just like, Alex, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And he hadn't asked me in four years. And I was just like... I I made up something in the moment, but it planted this seed. And I don't think there is just those moments, you know, like life, growth, change Mm -hmm. is is this like never ending experience. But Mm -hmm. for me, it was just like, I know that's the seed that got planted on that day where it was just like, maybe I can make a different choice. I, I never believed that there was a different choice. I didn't understand that I Power had a problem, choice. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't, you don't even know right, that you're right. stuck in this way. I didn't know I had a problem.
1: It's so gradual. I thought it's
0: just how it was. Right. Right. Somebody said in a group I was facilitating at USC, students are getting smarter and smarter. Mm-hmm. This kid said, I didn't realize that addiction was the journey of a thousand steps. I didn't realize I was on.
2: So I was a lobbyist in D.C. for many years, and I kind of thought what I was doing and my behavior was normal. I went out every night to receptions and mm-hmm. fundraisers and dinners, and right. people were drinking, and I was drinking. That is and normal. <laughs> that is normal, <laughs> yeah. except what I like to say is that I have a broken off switch. Uh, when most people would say, you know, I have a busy day tomorrow, I got whatever, mm-hmm. they would switch to water at some point in the night. Um once I started, there were not, I just I just couldn't stop, and it would you know drink till blackout. Or oh um, so alcoholism is a progressive disease, and when I left the lobbying world to stay home and be a mom, mm-hmm. I um, I kind of got lost in the neighborhood of moms and just you know, losing Your my identity, identity. Mm-hmm. and I couldn't wait for five o'clock to roll around so that when I would start making dinner for my family, I could open, you know, and pour that glass of wine. And before I knew it, it was two glasses. And before I knew it, the bottle was gone. Yeah. And I would hide that bottle, uh, the empty bottle in the recycling before oh. my husband got home from work. Wow. And he would say, Hey, do you want to open a bottle of wine? When he got home, I was like, yeah, great idea. Bottle um, too. Yeah. Again, broken off switch kept going. And there were nights where, you know, I'd pass out before being able to tuck my kids into bed but uh, it's hard to make it a short story but I will in um, New York City of Memorial Day of 2012 my hands were shaking so badly at 11 in the morning until I could get some wine in me Uh, and I was with some of my best friends and um, after that weekend for numerous reasons but that's when I had my last drink and I woke up that morning I had admitted to them that I had a drinking problem and they said we know and I was like, well, why didn't you do anything or say anything? Yeah. And I said, we couldn't. You had to be the one to, to, get to come that to that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so I woke up in the hotel room in New York. And my friend was holding my hand. And she said, good morning, Sunshine, how are you? I said, I'm humiliated and ashamed and embarrassed and mortified. And she's like, it's all right. You know, right. We're going to get through this. I went home. She went back to where she lives. And uh, next morning, I get a text. Good morning, Sunshine, how are you? Next morning, good morning, sunshine, how are you? I'm like, I'm, I'm sick, I'm miserable, I'm detoxing. 3,642 days later, she has not missed a single day where I get that text, good oh. morning, sunshine, how are you, through her daughter's cancer, through a lot of stuff for both of us. Mm-hmm. But um, there's one person out there who cares to know that I'm still sober every day. And uh, I'm very grateful for that.
1: God bless her. Guys, I hope everybody can take something away from this. Um, There's so many aspects to the hustle. My two guests here today, wow. One, to get through their own issues, but to press forward in this manner so authentically, to talk about things that could be considered shameful so openly for the sake of others. I would argue that's the hustle. Got to do that for others. Thank you guys so much. Thank Thank you, you. Eva. It's great
2: (laughs) to be here. It's amazing.